Built Better, the podcast for home improvement contractors by Modernize Home Services. Welcome to Built Better, the podcast for home improvement professionals. In this episode, we review the data collected from our annual homeowner survey, where we asked over 20,000 homeowners about their project plans, pain points, and more. Cassie Morian, who conducted the survey, sits down with the CMO of Brennan Enterprises, Bobby Vickers, the editor of Pro Remodeler Magazine, Erica Mossy, Brianna Hetherington, a business consultant for Bath Planet, and our own Megan Wolf, director of Enterprise Account Management. And they talk about all these new industry insights that have given them a business advantage and share actionable recommendations on how you can use them too. As always, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. Now, without further ado, I'll turn it over to Cassie. Hello, fabulous people. Welcome to Modernize's annual homeowner survey webinar. We've been doing this for about three or four years now. And today we'll be presenting and discussing our latest homeowner insights and then hearing from our brilliant panel of experts on how you can best use this data um, in your sales, marketing, appointments, how you're engaging with homeowners, how you're running your business. Um, this is free data, which I'll again stress at the end and our goal is to just help you run your business better. We're gonna meet our fabulous panelists. So we have four incredible experts with us today. Um, I first wanna start off by introducing Erica Mossy, who's the editor of Pro Remodeler. We also have Bobby Vickers with us, who's the chief marketing officer for Brennan Enterprises. Uh, we have Megan Wolf, who is my own brilliant coworker and the director of client strategy and development here at Modernize Home Services. We also have Brianna Hetherington, business consultant for Bath Pros. And my loudmouth self, I am Cassie Morian. I am Director of Strategy for Modernize, and I am our Lead Homeowner Insights Analyst and your moderator for today. Um, if you're new to Modernize, this is just very brief, a little introduction as we're your hosts. Um, we've been around for about 17 years now. We, are, we consider ourselves a leader in the home improvement and services industry, and our job is connecting homeowners to contractors and other home services professionals. We operate in 15 high-value trades, and we are really pleased to be part of the Quinn Street family, who is a pioneer in delivering online marketplace solutions. So today, we're going to talk about four core themes to this really robust survey that we do year over year. We do surveys all year round, but this is our big major chunk. Um, so today, we're going to talk about how homeowners are researching and planning their projects. We're going to talk about cost and budgeting insights. Um, and we're going to talk about how homeowners like to select a contractor and professional for their project. We also have really, I, I'm going to say special data um, to share about homeowner stress levels currently. Um, due to the current state of the economy, the world, we worked with a consultant on these questions. And so we're excited to share those like deeply empathetic results. And again, just diving in. First, just a little bit more if you're new to us about our survey methodology before we get into the nitty gritty and stats. Um, we here at Modernize Home Services have the joy of serving our homeowners weekly. We gather insights, these feed directly back into our contractors and professionals. Um, we launch these surveys in our homeowner resource center. So just to be really clear, this is after a homeowner has inquired about a project, they are actively searching for a contractor and we have an opportunity to speak with them. We really consider them ours. And so from April to June of this year, 2022, 
we surveyed more than 23,000 homeowners across the United States um, pursuing projects in HVAC roofing, solar windows, and siding to find out what their preferences are, pain points, challenges, and we're delivering that to you. Here we go. Okay, so first up, we're gonna talk about how homeowners begin a project, and that's by researching. So with our 2022 survey data revealed that 78% of our homeowners are conducting some amount of research prior to requesting a contractor, which is great news. And while this is wonderful, it's still kind of important to note that 22% of homeowners are completing zero hours of research, which our experts can you know, talk to. Um, we also learned that even after a homeowner submits a lead form, they still wanna spend some additional time researching before selecting a final professional for their project. So around 40% of our homeowners plan to spend an additional one to five hours of additional research before saying, yes, you are the perfect uh, professional for me. Um, so just to toss this like lightly to Megan first, what, what is your takeaway here as we talk about researching? Um, and homeowner trends. Yeah, Cassie, I love this question. Um, I feel like my take on this one in a nutshell is that although I love that homeowners are getting out, getting out there and researching, right? At the end of the day, there's a lot of information out there and it can be super confusing to navigate. Um, I almost think about it like this, right? Like if you are you know, experiencing some symptoms or feel a little bit sick and if you hop on the internet and start reading WebMD and you know, all these different articles, all this content sort of flooding your mental space, um, you can almost walk away just as confused as, as you as you started, right? That being said, there's obviously a lot of sites out there with a lot of wonderful content, you know, modernize.com. We definitely put a lot into, um, you know, providing good content out there and educational content to the homeowner world. Um, but at the end of the day, although it's good that, that homeowners are researching, I think we all have to call a spade a spade and sort of acknowledge that information overload that can happen when you do sort of hop into your Google search bar and start researching about different home improvement projects. Um, so kind of bring it home. I think my, my, my real take on this one in a nutshell again is that like contractors are the real experts. And although there's a lot of good content out there, it's really the responsibility of the contractor to take a very proactive approach and acknowledging how confusing it is and overwhelming it is to start one of these large projects and sort of taking that um, you know, authority and again, responsibility to be the one that educates the homeowner um, you know, about everything from like the process of like materials, your own products, but also in general, what the process looks like to get one of those larger products completed. Um, but would love to hear from you know, Bobby, uh, Brianna, what, what are your all's thoughts on this one? I'll let you take the floor, Bobby. Go ahead. <laughs> sure, sure. So great point, Megan. There's a lot of information out there. I think what we see in our client base is that depending on how much experience someone has with remodeling, they may need more or less time with us. So, you know, a homeowner in their 50s, 60s, and they've gone through this process before, we see that those deals are going to move along a little bit quicker than that first time homeowner or that person where you know, maybe it's their second house and they're looking at spending money on windows and they're really evaluating, is this the project to take on right now? Because a lot of them are new to equity, to home equity lines of credit, to the market. And so I think they're a lot more apprehensive. Therefore, they have a lot more questions and do a lot more research where the older demographic, maybe they've gone through a few of these things. And so they are able to move a little faster. Yep. I mean, I, I think Bobby, that's spot on. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if we cover it today, but we have that demographic information from our survey in our ebook, our free ebook, which should go to all registrants. Um, but that is a great point, Bobby and team, where the level of home ownership, and depending on if it's like a once or twice, twice in a lifetime project, uh, can really impact stress levels and research time. Let's talk about where homeowners are researching too. So homeowners are turning to several online sources. 24% of homeowners say they're turning to home improvement websites like Modernize, like House, and uh, others are turning to sites like YouTube or home improvement TV channels. Um, this is for all of our panelists, Erica included. Can you speak to the importance uh, of leveraging all these channels if you're a professional? So I can speak to that a little bit. Um, I think that there's a number of reasons why it's really imperative for remodelers to interact with as many different platforms as possible. And the first one is honestly just because we live in a, in a digital environment and in order to stay nimble and in order to stay kind of cutting edge in your market, you have to be able to be seen in as many places as you can. It's just good practices. Um, there are other reasons as well. Um, it's important to take the time to really learn the intricacies of every platform that you're on. I think that um, a lot of remodelers, frankly, that I interact with don't have the digital chops and the technology chops that they should, especially in this day and age when you have a lot of large private equity companies coming into the home improvement space and they are very sophisticated and they are very technologically savvy. And it's really imperative now that every remodeler isn't just working on like Excel and Google, but is really diving deep into the myriad of platforms that are available. Erica, thank you so much for that. Um, anything awesome. else, you don't have to. We can keep this moving, but anything else from you, fabulous humans? Yeah, I'd love to speak to that as well. Um, I believe that if you have leverage, you know, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You can you can have all the lead generators in the most beautiful pieces. You can pause them, you can turn them on at your at your discretion based off of, of those stats. So how can we get the most out of them? Let's measure them. Let's measure them every week, you know, let's make sure that they're staying within, you know, the 30% conversion rate. They're, they're demoing at 85%. Let's give them real-time feedback so that they can optimize that campaign. Let's provide disposition reports um, so that we, we really can make the best of each campaign individually. I love that. Thank you, Brian. So for us, in terms of cost and budgeting, um, we ask our homeowners year over year, have you created a budget? And I am disappointed to say it is usually no. 83%, uh, Erica, we can see you. Just let you know that you just popped up. 83% um, of our homeowners have not created a budget for their project. And this is up from 77% in our 2021 survey. Um, and if a homeowner said that they did create a budget, so again, a small percentage, we had a couple of follow-up questions for them. One being, what tools and resources did you find most helpful? So 41% said online articles and cost calculators were helpful. Another 17% said talking to a professional. Um, 
but even if they had a budget, so even if they're part of that small percentage who has created a budget, they are still not confident. So we ask about their confidence level and 73% were only somewhat, if not not confident at all in their budget. So my question is to our fabulous experts, knowing this, knowing that the vast majority of homeowners aren't necessarily prepared um, for the costs that they're about to receive, how can professionals better approach appointments knowing that homeowners don't have a budget or feel uncertain that their budget can cover the upcoming costs? I think, yeah, I'll go ahead and jump in here, Cassie. I, I think this kind of ties back in a way to the, to the earlier question around research, right? Again, I think it's another opportunity to just really acknowledge and own up to the fact that like there's a lot of there's a lot of confusion, a lot of stress in this process, right? Um, and I think that's a good opportunity for home for contractors to sort of step up and be that expert and take on the job of educating homeowners around these these topics. Um, and I know that we're going to get into financing later on as well, but making sure that you're also bringing up those discussions early on. Um, I think a lot of the hesitancy for homeowners to move forward with these projects is around the cost of them. Um, and so the more that contractors can do earlier on to help explain the options, lay out the cost up front, um, that's going to help homeowners sort of be ready to take the leap and get the project done uh, sooner rather than later. Thanks. I think that's a really good point. And I, and I also think that a lot of homeowners, there's a lot of emotion around budget. People are ashamed of their budgets. People are embarrassed about their budgets. People are defensive about their budgets. People think that home improvement or remodeling professionals are going to try to steal from them. So they will falsify how much money they actually have to spend. And I think the first thing that a lot of remodelers that I know do that seems to work is validate the homeowner no matter what number they give you. Even if the homeowner says, you know, I want X and I have five dollars. <laughs> well, you know, that's that, okay, so that's a starting point. And um, I'm really glad that you thought this through a little bit. Now let's talk a little bit about what $5 might be able to get you in this market. So you're not making them feel embarrassed or silly for coming out with a laughably low number. The other thing too, is that um, it's, it's hard because there's so much emotion around it. I think it's Better, I've seen some remodelers say like, oh, you know, you're dreaming if you think you can get that for that. And I think it's just really good to keep your own emotions out of the budget conversation. You are a trusted advisor. You're not an adversary or um, anything other than an authority and a trusted advisor in the interaction. Yep, Erica, like, I feel like a lot of you, what you said resonated with me a lot. I think that on that line of like, homeowners being like a little hesitant, maybe a little shameful about talking about their budget. I think also something to remember as well is that like part of that appointment almost feels like it's a negotiation in a way. Um, and you know, when homeowners are talking about their budget, it could almost be like a defense mechanism. They know they're entering a sales conversation and we're going to talk about price and there's a negotiation factor in it. Right. Um, and so I was actually at a qualified remodeler event, um, back in April, um, and one of the topics that was being discussed, there was a CEO of a roofing company, and he said one of the biggest things that transformed their sales process was um, sort of taking it as a how to buy a roof appointment versus like we're trying to sell you a roof appointment. 
Um, so it was sort of talking the homeowner through like, why are some roofs $10,000 versus some roofs $20,000 and really taking it as an opportunity to, to your point, like acknowledge them where they're at, uh, but really take it as an opportunity to educate them about the process and the inner workings of it. So they can, um, you know, step into it feeling, you know, acknowledged and also more confident at the end of the day. Megan, thank you. Erica, thank you. Bobby, I also see your hand raised uh, if you would like <laughs> to comment as well. Yeah, so in the last 90 days, we actually ran a test on our website where we put product pricing for the item itself without labor or taxes available online so that we lowered that barrier, right? So people didn't call us without an idea of what something might cost at a base level. And so our hesitancy to doing that was always that, oh my goodness, if we put a price out there, people are going to think it's too high, they're going to leave, or they're not ready to see price. And so what we found was that one, our online conversion rates went up, our time on site went up, the number of pages that the average user visited went up, and the amount of leads that were turned into appointments went up. And so that now, it's not an easy thing to do, and there's a lot of buy-in from the owner to the sales manager to the salespeople, and you have to have a good rep uh, revenue operations department to share that information with the team, but we were able to do it, and, and we're, we can't go back from it now, right, because we kind of saw what it could be like in the future, and so for us, putting pricing out there from the beginning has, has helped us thus far, but uh, again, it's, we're 90 days in, so we'll see how this looks a year from now. Those are remarkable stats. And Cassie, yeah. I gotta keep it moving, but one last mm -hmm. thing, and I think this ties into something you said earlier, Erica, about uh, private equity firms sort of entering the space. And in general, I feel like we're all feeling the home improvement industry sort of like jettison itself into the future when it comes to technology, marketing tactics, all of these different things, right? Um, this also feels like, I love the story that you shared, Bobby, because I feel like a lot of those conversations about how much of a roof does a roof cost, it was sort of this like, under the table, like you talk to this guy and get a quote, and then you talk to that guy and get another quote, and they're so different, and I'm so confused. So I feel like the things that you're speaking towards are kind of an example of like how the industry is moving forward, and like everyone kind of needs to level up and, and get on board um, at the end of the day. Megan, thank you. We have a couple more slides about cost, and you've already raised, like all of you have raised some incredible points. So I am going to keep us moving a little bit. Some information about financing. So we consistently ask our homeowners about financing year over year, have for at least the last four years. Um, homeowners' interest in financing in projects remains unchanged year over year. So our survey shows that nearly 80% of homeowners would like to finance some, if not all, of their upcoming project. Um, and I actually want to note that this is actually highest for our solar home prospecting homeowners who uh, wanted 35% wanted to finance the entire project. Um, so the question I, I'm going to toss this to you, Megan, first is can you speak to the importance of offering for professionals to offer finance early uh, in a meeting with homeowners? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we touched on a lot of this already, perhaps a little bit more indirectly, but I think to address it head on. Um, I think, yeah, I think ultimately the, the, those sticker prices, they can feel a little bit intimidating and out of reach. Um, and so I think one of the easiest ways to help them seem more achievable or seem, seem a little less scary to sort of take that jump and dive in um, is explaining some of those options up front, um, walking the homeowner through them, letting them know that there are ways to make this affordable um, and achievable. Amazing. I'm going to move us because then I have like a you know question for all of you fabulous people. So 
we asked homeowners about paused or canceled projects and cost is clearly a concern and often a barrier for homeowners pursuing projects, especially during the still turbulent time. We are happy to share that fewer homeowners, so 32% paused or canceled projects in 2022 than 2021. Um, but for those who did pause or cancel, it is almost entirely due to cost. 74% of our homeowners cited cost as the number one barrier. So I know we just talked a lot about this and uh, spoke about financing, but to our fabulous team, any additional thoughts here? I um, have, a, have a thought on that. I think that you know, inflation, the inflationary numbers, I think are really frightening to people. And I think that as a remodeler, it's helpful to think of homeowner fear and anxiety as a competitor. So that is actually one of your competitors. And I think if you look at it that way, and it becomes a competitor that you have to compete with the way you would compete against any other competitor, the question becomes, how do you compete against homeowner fear of cost? And one of the ways is that, you know, it's not like the prices are ever going to come down. You know, next year, I can say with 100% certainty, we're not going to be like, wow, year over year, these prices sure went down on remodeling projects. <laughs> that's, just, that's just not going to happen. So, you know, speaking personally, I delayed a remodeling project thinking that, you know, the lumber costs and blah, 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 and now I'm regretting it because prices are higher than they were had I just bit the bullet a year ago. And so I, I believe that that would be an important messaging to give to homeowners to help combat those fears. I love that. Bobby, I see your hand. So I think this, for us, it goes back to how experienced is that homeowner? Because I remember back in the financial crisis of 2010, towards the tail end of that, we had so many homeowners that were saying, we're going to be in this home forever. We don't know where else to put our money. We're comfortable putting in our home. We live in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. It's a really good metro. So we'll go ahead and do the remodel. Don't have any issues paying for it. And it's almost like they, they knew something or they were more financially savvy than younger buyers that were like, oh, this project is expensive. And while that's true, costs have risen, the value that you're going to add to your home and then the rise in the equity that you're going to have because of the home value going up, it's it's hard, but you're almost paying financial advisor, which you have to be careful about, right? But but again, I think the more experienced homeowners, you know, the conversation there is like, you know, like Erica said, the home improvement projects are going to be more next year, but your house should be worth more too, depending on where you live and what you're doing to it. And so uh, it's just getting them to see it that way, which again, is, it's, not, it's not always easy. I agree with that, Bobby. Going off that, it's perspective, right? So we really wanna reassure that customer of the value of the product and you know, communicate with that customer so that they understand all of those things and educate them on that as you know, um, the company, you know, and just being able to deliver that message to them where they can see it from that perspective. Thank you all so much. We're touching on a lot of points that I promise I'm also going to queue you up for later, especially in terms of inflation, stress levels, talking to a homeowner empathetically about those. So thank you. It's going to be a great conversation. Let's talk about um, 
some positive, extremely positive news. So in addition to their current project that a homeowner is pursuing, we also ask them if they're gonna pursue additional projects in the next six months. And so from the survey, 50% of our homeowners plan to said they plan to pursue additional projects, which is up from 41% at this time last year. Uh, for our attendees, you can see a breakdown of all these projects um, and year over year with the highest being, you know, outdoor projects like patios, pools, driveways, fencing, as well as indoor remodeling projects. Um, we also asked homeowners who said yes, uh, how much they plan, expect to spend on these additional projects. And again, homeowners are a little at sea when it comes to cost, but we are happy to report that 11% um, said they plan to spend more than $10,000 on these endeavors. Uh, so nothing, you know, necessarily a question here to just keep us moving. I, I keep a really close eye and ear to news. And I know there's a lot of stress levels, um, and worry, but this is positive in, for homeowners who are currently pursuing projects that they want to continue to pursue projects. Uh, let's talk about contractor selection. So we ask homeowners, how are you finding the best professional for your project? What is appealing? What is not? Um, and the first question is, what has been your primary source for finding a professional for the project? So most 48% are using recommendations from friends and families, uh, family members. I also want to note that our window prospecting homeowners were most likely to use friends and families, only splice this by trade. And then 31% um, plan to use online resources. And this includes social media, um, which I believe is at 8%, yeah, uh, which is up 2% at this time last year. So for our fabulous experts, um, for homeowners looking for professionals, uh, how can contractors continue to like best position themselves uh, in front of a searching audience? I, think I wanna go ahead and jump in here, Cassie. I, I feel like the message that's loud and clear to me as I look at this even now is that um, referrals are a gold mine um, and something that contractors should focus on. And how do contractors focus on getting referrals, uh, providing a positive customer experience um, I think this is a challenge that plagues not just the contractor world, but really any business. And it's that there tends to be a lot of focus on sales and marketing. So like get the customers in the funnel, sign them up, right? And I, I think there's going to be a continued focus, especially in the home improvement world on how can we make our customer experience like best in class? Because at the end of the day, you get referrals by treating your customers right. Um, and so I think the message here, you know, for contractors is like, hey, referrals are gold. How do I get referrals? And it's focus on customer experience. Um, I just echoing that point, I completely agree. And I also think that one of the ways that you get that right is you bake that referral process and getting that review into your processes. I think having really strong, scalable processes that are documented is one of the keys to success in the home improvement industry. And along those lines, reviews and referrals, to my mind, should be an integral part of that. Erica, I hired a um, cleaning company, like a carpet cleaning company recently, um, and their process was best in class. I was like sitting there taking notes, taking screenshots, right? 
like everything they did um, when the um, you know service provider was about to show up. I got a text message with the person's uh, like a picture of the person's face, like a quick bio, a quick intro. Like I felt confident. I know exactly who's showing up. I know when they're showing up. And then afterwards, um, they left this like wonderful little like customer care package, like a little mug with a logo on it and like a uh, how to submit a referral. I got a text message afterwards saying like, hey, if you had a good experience, this will be, you know, help out the tech with a positive review. Um, so I feel, feel like you're spot on, right? And there are a lot of companies that are have these processes down to a T. And so I think there's a good opportunity for sort of secret shopping, sort of learning um, not only what is the rest of the contractor world doing, but what are other industries doing and how can we bring that into the, you know, remodeler world, if you will. That's, that's a great idea. And you mentioned, you know, that speed to lead, that's part of that process, you know? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, fabulous people. We'll, we'll keep talking about this. Um, so, at Modernize, where Megan and I work, we repeatedly tell homeowners that the best way to find the best price and the best professional for a project is to compare multiple quotes. From our survey in 2022, we see that 87% of homeowners plan to compare at least two or more quotes. Um, for our fabulous panelists, what are your recommendations to contractors on to sell and market to homeowners who have received multiple quotes? I mean, I, I'd love to hear from, from um, you know, maybe Bobby or Brianna on this one. I feel like, you know, from my lens, uh, I feel like a lot of contractors take a different approach on this. Like a lot of them want to be first in the door, right? Like if you're the first one there, you have the best opportunity to close the job and you also have the best opportunity to sort of uh, control or educate the homeowner throughout their buying journey, if you will. Um, I've had other contractors tell me that they you know, or individual sales reps to say that they like to be like the second person or the third person. So honestly, would love to hear from you guys. I feel like there's lots of like varying um, opinions and strategies around this. So Bobby, it looks like you have your hand up. So. Yeah. So I think we like to be in the house regardless, right? We, we love to compete. We just want to throw our hat in the ring and our approach is, is always kind of the same. Whenever we start talking with someone, we want to find out what they like. So how do you know what they like? We ask them, right? So that's kind of part of the process. And, and in that, a lot of times a homeowner will, will reveal a product or a company, a brand. And the, our guys and gals are knowledgeable enough about what's on and available in our market to kind of say, okay, I know who that is, or I know who that might be. And I know that business. And so we always try to ask questions that help us provide a more tailored solution because we offer a lot of products, not just one or two. And so for us, we're just always trying to be turning over rocks during the process. And so for us, we, we love to compete. We always recommend getting more uh, than one quote, two quotes. We see that our sales cycles are around 40 days, like from the time that that lead is generated to the time we either win or lose the deal is about 40 days. And we see that our most successful salespeople, they're typically doing six or seven pieces of outreach after that initial appointment. And then our best folks, they're calling, they're emailing, and they're texting. So across all three of those channels. So uh, I'm sure uh, Brianna has something valuable to add. But for <laughs> us, it's, it's kind of that simple. We just kind of rank everyone and, and we try to approach it the same way over and over. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll circle in here. Um, but I, I would say building the trust with that with that consumer, 
um, and letting them understand the value while you're expressing your company story um, and, you know, never, never putting other competitors down, but showing your value and why, you know, that process, like Erica spoke about, if you're sharing that process with the consumer and letting them know step-by-step, step, hey, listen, we're not going to leave you in the, the dust. You know, I know this, the backlog might be six weeks to eight weeks or 12 weeks, whatever it is. But we're going to communicate with you throughout that whole process and ensure that you're not left in the dust, you know, so overly communicating with customers and also asking them, hey, how how often do you want us to communicate with you and putting the ball in their court and then also making them feel heard and seen by the company so that they're we're able to answer everything that they are looking to have answered. Thank you all so much. Um, incredibly valuable. Bobby, thank you for sharing like the cycle of how many days it takes. We know that's like a big conversation here too. Uh, to keep us moving, price is nice, but it's not necessarily everything. We asked homeowners the importance of price in their final selection of a professional and 43% said price is somewhat important. 36% um, said it's very important, but there are other contributing factors as well that can help set you ahead competitively. Uh, this is a breakdown here. 30% of homeowners said ratings and reviews um, are important to selecting a professional. 24% said they prioritize expertise in a contractor or a modeler, and 15% said references. So for our panelists, we know all these factors are important. Um, for our people listening or attendees, how can contractors excel in multiple of these categories to make the best impression uh, on homeowners? So um, picking up on, on something that I had mentioned earlier about that process, getting a review process in place that's really um, somewhat reliant on technology, but also know in your business, like who is gonna ask for the review and why is that person gonna ask for the review? Often the person who has the most interaction with the homeowner is the person best suited to ask for the review. Um, if, the, if, the, if it's been like a really dicey project and you know that the review is not going to be great, make sure to rectify whatever the issue is before you go in and ask for the review so that it says, oh, we had this and this issue, but boy, did they do a great job attending to our needs. And then respond to a lot of those reviews. Um, when you are, if, if someone says something in a review and it's ignored by the contractor, that, meet, that, that sends a message. And I think um, a lot of companies now, and this is just anecdotal, I don't have any statistics on this, but it looks to me like Google is kind of the powerhouse in terms of where reviews are really trusted. And I think Yelp has lost some credibility and lost some of that real estate. So if you're very busy and you really can only attend to certain review channels, Google and perhaps Facebook would be where I would be spending more of my energy and probably less on Yelp. Certainly Google would be the number one. Erica, thank you. Yeah, we can keep us moving because we're gonna talk about what makes homeowners least likely to hire a professional. <laughs> um, so as you can see here, this is a breakdown, lack of communication, 
misrepresentation, unclear or confusing bid, and tardiness all are leaders in why a homeowner might not select a professional for a specific project. Um, to our panelists, what specific actions can contractors take to help avoid these you know, mistakes to then secure and win more projects? Um, I'll, I'll circle in here. Uh, for one, be early. You know, that means you're on time. Take a look in the mirror before you enter. When you're pulling up to the house, have your music down. Don't be smoking a cigarette. Don't be, you know, doing these things. Sometimes you're like wondering. Um, make a good first impression. Be respectful. Walk into the home. Hey, do you need me to put on booties? Um, you know, make that overall and uh, first impression and then building that, that actual you know, relationship where you're present with that person and you're letting them be heard and seen, um, you know, to avoid uh, just walking in and, uh, you know, just taking over their house and going take measurements without even, you know, having that respect or courtesy to that homeowner. Thank you, Bobby. I see your hand up. So I think we try to solve the lack of communication gap with systems and processes. And so for us, we have this cadence that's scheduled across uh, email and text messages that goes out over a certain period of time. And so, you know, we really try to focus in on that one. Outside of that, you know, some of these things are they're softer. So there's not like a hard metric that's like documentable versus like the lack of communication, we know that we can control, we know that we can look at open rates, we know that we can see that it did go and when and if they viewed it. And so our, our approach has been to attack that biggest one, which is the lack of communication so that it's not a factor for, for our folks in the field. Bobby, if you're comfortable, again, this is like more candid, would you speak more to your texting process? How long have you been using that as like a means to contact homeowners? Do you see the most success there? Um, we know for, historically from our surveys that, you know, like upwards of 60% of homeowners say they would like to communicate with their professional, mostly through text message. Um, so just if you felt comfortable, a little bit interested there. Of course. So we use Salesforce as our CRM. And so there's a couple of different integration tools that we use so that we can document the in and outs of the messages. So our, our emails go through there, our SMSs go through there, and then everything is just filed under every homeowner that we work with. So in our system, we call them an opportunity. And then once we're in there, we can look at all of the messaging back and forth. And so we've we started we started Salesforce in 2015. And so pretty much like from the get-go, we did text message like uh, notifications and reminders. But probably I'd say about a year ago, we started implementing it where, you know, we're, we're sending it internally as a company. And so it wasn't just a notification, but it was like this two-way piece of communication. And we've just seen that really helpful. And everyone that we talk to says they get the best response from text versus other channels. And then also it's just, it's less work for the person getting the text, right? They can just say, thanks, or I'll be back to you later. It's, it's just super low key and, and casual. Thank you so much for sharing that. I totally echo that, Bobby. One more, I guess if, if anyone needs a carpet cleaner in Austin, Texas, I have a wonderful <laughs> recommendation for you guys. Um, again, that one company there, it was, it was incredible, right? Like I, I requested the appointment online 
immediately after I did that, they're giving me a phone call. I was busy at work. I didn't pick up. They send me a text message right afterwards. They then sent a follow-up text asking me about the materials that my carpet was made out of. I could respond right there in the text message. No work for me, right? Didn't have to pick up the phone, didn't have to do anything. After that, like clockwork, they send me the, uh, the appointment confirmation via text the day before. Day of, I get a text message. Hey, my name is, I have it here. My name is Ryan. I'm on the way with like a picture of him and a little bio and then shows up right on time. Yeah. So it was, you know, from my personal experience, like that, that's the way to go. Was it Stanley Steamer? It actually wasn't. It was, it was a local. Okay. Um, okay. I, I guess I could drop it now. They're called a Peace Frog Specialty Cleaning. I actually selected them because their reviews were so wonderful. So I feel like that kind of brings it, brings it full circle. There yeah. you go. There you yeah. go. You can ask him for a check after this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Thank you all. Um, okay. So this is our last category of our data. Um, and it's about the homeowner experience and homeowner stress. So we know the world is still reeling from the pandemic, supply chain, unrest. I believe we all feel it in some ways in our lives. Um, and we know what's affecting homeowners and, and modernize. We wanted to learn more. I wanted to learn more as the keeper of a lot of the survey data. So we partnered with a professional consultant um, to better understand how homeowners and their home improvement decision-making was being affected by recent events. Um, and I, we just want to share this with our experts and our attendees. So homeowners are incredibly stressed. And I'm going to share some heart-wrenching and, but dare I say, important stats. 61% of our homeowners selected that their level of stress about decisions relating to their home as more, quote, more than I can handle and, quote, a lot of stress, it's tough to manage. Uh, our roofing homeowners within Modernize are our most stressed trade on a good day. I love roofing homeowners. They, it's just wild card. Um, and for this survey, 75% of those homeowners responded with both options above. 57% of homeowners believe the level of stress today is somewhat worse to much worse than the start of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. Um, when we ask them about their biggest barrier to home improvement projects right now, the overwhelming majority, almost 70% of homeowners said it's the high cost of supplies. An additional 14% said, uh, quote, it's coping with managing the entire project. And the last stat I'll share is 45% of homeowners, again, across trades, agreed completely with the statement, quote, I just feel overwhelmed by everything that would have to be managed for this project, end quote. So it's a difficult time. Um, we're still smiling and like laughing, which is, which is great. But there are so many local, national, and global events that are impacting everyone, especially homeowners in their home um, when it's hot, when their AC breaks, when their roof has a leak. Um, and from a, a potential recession to a backlog of supplies, what can professionals do in their sales and marketing strategies to account for and acknowledge these stress levels? Um, I'll, I'll circle in here. Um, so I would say, you know, just communicate like, like Erica shared with the processes, the more we solidify those processes and we share with homeowners and we're honest and we're authentic in that, um, they can start to understand and maybe see it from a different perspective. 
Um, and in addition to that, you know, just to simplify that process because it, it shouldn't be, you know, stressful for them. They should know, you know, what's coming, what to expect, that it's an easy way to communicate, easy way to get in touch with us. Um, and just from start to finish, just really simplify that process through um, all of your SOPs. I, um, I agree, simplifying the process is great, totally agree. And I would also add to that on the sales side, what I, what I was talking about earlier that homeowner anxiety is a competitor. Another way to get around that competition is to position yourself, not as somebody who is trying to sell them something, but you are a trusted advisor. You are an expert, you are their partner in this process and you are going to help them make the best decisions for their most valuable asset, their home. And you are there to help them. And if you position yourself as a partner and an advisor, rather than as, hey, I'm gonna, you know, but wait, there's a, we have this offer and that offer and spend more over here. It, it, it's, it's you, they will trust you and they will respond to you. So that's my, my two cents on that. Bobby, the floor is yours. Quick story. I was talking to our wood window rep, who's our specialist. His deal sizes are three times annual, annual, uh, the average order value. His jobs take longer. He recently met with a customer. They said, hey, we're having this problem. He goes, well, I don't think windows are the issue. Uh, so I'm not going to quote you the job. Right. Like like what you need done is is different than what we can do. And while you could replace your windows and it looks by the way that, you know, the home value and, and the way that you're talking to me, you're obviously ready to do this. But I honestly don't think that we're a good fit for you because I don't think it's going to solve your problem. And if someone tells you that it is, I'd love to hear their reasoning behind it. And if you just let me know, like I will help you solve this problem, but it's not going to make us any money. And so while we didn't land that customer, who knows what the future looks like. But for us, we always want our reps to do the right thing because at the end of the day, we are also homeowners. And sometimes, you know, in windows and doors, it a lot of it is discretionary, right? Like you don't have to do it. HVAC, roofing, plumbing, those are different. And so for us, you know, we just, if it's a good fit, we want to do business. But like, if it's beside, you know, if it's between getting a new roof or fixing plumbing or getting windows, like you've got to be a, an adult and prioritize like this thing is not that important. And our sales reps know that, right? So just perspective of, of what you're there to do, which is just to help uh, is key for, for our guys and gals on the field. Thank you for sharing. All right, anything else? That's our last, our last stat. Um, which I know is like heavy, but I think also speaks to the mood and, and is important to be like empathetic with everyone as we uh, navigate this time. Um, for our attendees, these are just some of our stats. We have dozens more. It is very hard for us to select what goes into the stack. Um, all of these are available in a new redesigned free ebook. We create this annual resource with one goal in mind, which is to help you better market um, your business, to better approach homeowners, to have an understanding of the landscape, 
um, which is constantly shifting and changing. We do little mini surveys all year round, but this is again, our big one. Um, and I wanna say again, thank you to our truly brilliant panel of experts. This was a absolute delight. Uh, thank you for your insights and your time and your stories and recommendations. Um, I guess I have one more slide. For attendees, if you have additional questions, please reach out to us uh, at modmail at modernize.com. We're real humans and we'll answer. And then if you're just looking for other free resources, latest stats, blog posts, eBooks, webinars, um, it's all available at modernize.com backslash pros. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and I appreciate it. Any, anything else from you fabulous experts before we go? Uh, I will just say that we in Pro Remodeler reported on this survey and got a lot of engagement. People are really interested in this information and I think with good reason. So thank you for doing it. It's an important resource for the whole industry. Erica, thank you. I am saying this live. If you ever have a question too, where you're like, I wonder how homeowners, what they think about X or how they're responding, like, please just email me. I will launch that and get it back to you in like two weeks. Thank you. Thank you, Cassie. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was wonderful. And we hope to see you again soon. Thank you. Thanks team. Bye.